All right, who loves a summer barbecue as much as I do? Listen, if you want to impress everyone with some super yummy dishes, you need ButcherBox in your life. ButcherBox is my go-to subscription box that delivers high-quality meat and seafood to your door with free shipping always. And I'm talking high-quality cuts at an amazing value. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. We are saving so much money every month with ButcherBox over going to the grocery store and buying meat and seafood and saving a lot of time. But get this, last month we saved nearly $200. I also love that ButcherBox curates these tips and recipes that are based on your box so you know what to cook. I made the most amazing steak with a basil sauce the other night. And oh, let me tell you, my friends all raved at how amazing it tasted. I'm definitely going to be pulling that recipe out. If you want great meat and seafood in your life, you need ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com etm and use code etm at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year, plus get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com etm and use code etm. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking going all in, but with a plan. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. There are so many stories of people that go all in all the time on their dream. And this is certainly a millennial trend, right? Uh, Millennials are entrepreneurial, adventurous. You don't want to wait until you're 50, 60, 70 to experience life. And frankly, a lot of the job market out there is tough. So you're forced to be entrepreneurial or to think outside of the box or to find some other opportunity for yourself and, you know, leave your job and go all in on your dream career. And I know that there's so many different posts on Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, and you name it, every place on social media that really glamorize the life of going on your own, right? You, you've seen all of those stories of people who are like, I quit my job and I launched my blog and now I'm making $100,000 a month. Or I quit my job and I opened my restaurant and now I'm making a gazillion dollars a year. And, you know, oh, are those ones about, I left my job and I'm traveling the world making, you know, a gazillion dollars a month. 
And it looks so tempting and so inviting. And, you know, I think the thing about social media that we that we don't know is that we can't see the backstory, right? We can't see what's going on behind the scenes or how long it's taken someone to get to that certain spot or whether that that spot that they've arrived at is is even a viable spot, you know, are they really making money? Are they really able to survive or is it just a, you know, kind of trading one evil for the next? I mean, there are certainly so many cases of people who have gone all in, left their job and are just literally, uh, going gangbusters. I mean, I, I know people myself that, that have done that and have done that very, very successfully. And it is, you know, truly a, a blessing and, an, and a rare opportunity when that happens. But, but going all in, it's, it's both exciting and totally scary. I've done it many, many times in my life. I've shared my stories of starting a business when I was in college. And I think the beauty of being 19 was that I had, you know, I really didn't have any fear. I mean, there were things that I was scared of and afraid of, but I didn't really think like, oh, maybe this won't work out or what happens when this is done? You know, I kind of had that, I was very naive about, about those sort of things. And I, that was definitely a good thing because it let me just try a bunch of things without caring about failing or without feeling sort of the weight of responsibility of having to make a certain amount of money, you know? And I, I think it gets the older and older you you get, the harder and harder it gets because there's more things in life where, you know, your your bank account is reliant upon, right? You know, you got to pay bills. Uh, you know, if you get married or you start to have a family, I mean, it just it starts to get more and more expensive. And in fact, I was I was uh, being interviewed by someone the other day, and they asked me, you know, what's kind of your best piece of money advice? And being an entrepreneur, and I said, well the best piece of advice is that the only thing that is for certain is that things are going to change. (laughs) They may change for the better. They may change for the worse, but they're going to change. They're just never going to stay the same. And I think, you know, regardless of whether you are, are going out on your own or starting your own business or starting your own side hustle, that really is still, I think my best piece of advice is things are going to change. You know, when you think you have all your debt paid off and that, you know, everything is just going so smoothly and so perfectly. Sometimes things change and, you know, maybe you have to go back into debt or maybe you have to try to figure something else out, or maybe a roadblock comes in your way, or maybe you get laid off from your job or, or maybe you get a big windfall, right? You know, no one ever thinks that a windfall is a problem, but Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, well, crap, what do I, what do I do with this money? Like, what's the best place, you know, for, for this cash to go? I mean, I'm kind of going on a, like a, uh, a, a side, I'm going a sidestepping here. That's what I'm trying to say. But think of all the lottery winners, right? You know, all the statistics of people winning so many thousands, millions of dollars, and then going bankrupt in a few years. And I think it's literally because, you know, you, you get all that money and you don't have a plan and, you know, suddenly like it looks good to spend money on everything until you realize like the money's running out. I mean, I, that has to be the worst thing, right? That has to be the worst thing to win the lottery and then wake up one day a few years down the line and realize you have no cash left. Like, I mean, I mean, to me, that just has to be like one of the worst things that can happen to you. 
But going all in on your dream, it, it doesn't necessarily mean quitting your job without a base under you, right? You still need some sort of plan. And by plan, I don't mean, you know, your plan isn't going to work out 100% the way you plan. So you can plan, you can strategize, you can come up with ideas, but that isn't always going to work. But you do have a strategy in place and some options, right? You have thought of some, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, E, F, G options. And, you know, you have some strategy more so than just, I'm going to quit my job to pursue X, Y, and Z, right? And not only do you need strong branding and marketing and a concept and heck people to buy your product and service, but you're going to need cash, too, right? You need, you need cash. And I think it's so easily forgotten, especially when you're used to getting a steady paycheck every month, you know, you sometimes get in the mentality of just thinking like, oh, that cash is just going to keep coming. And it, it does sometimes, and sometimes it, it doesn't. Right. So let's just talk about the realities of that. So, you know, the first question is really, you know, can you work while you're going all in? And this isn't always a sexy or glamorous question to ask because most people want to quit their job so that they can go all in, right? And doing two things at once can can be very stressful. It can be very time limiting. Sometimes you you just don't have enough time and you're working all the time. I have, I've been there. I've done that, uh, a few times in my life and it's tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not, it's not easy, but it allows you to still get a paycheck while you're building your dream career without having a paycheck in that, right? So you're, you're able to, to, to build, to get a base underneath you while you're still cashing that paycheck. You can sometimes still have benefits in place without having to pay out of pocket. So when you're, when you're going all in on your, dream career or your idea, there's all these things that you have to take care of that you have to pay for that normally your job was picking up the paycheck for, right? And you have a backup plan in case you're all in just doesn't work out. I mean, it can be a great idea. You could have the most amazing idea, but if no one is going to buy your product or use your service, you're not going to get cash in the bank. And so you really need to test out your idea before you go all in, you know, make sure like, is this viable? Are people going to pay what you're asking? Are you going to be able to make enough profit? Is your price going to be priced correctly? You know, all of these certain things you can really do your research and your due diligence on before you go all in. And look at the end of the day, if you start making money on both things, you can build a cash pad even quicker, which I think is like victory in itself, you know? And another thing you need to think about is, is how healthy is your savings? And, and I probably sound like a broken record because, you know, cash really is king or queen, whoever's listening to this podcast. <laughs> I won't be gender specific. But um, your savings, you know, cash in the bank is really what makes things in life a lot easier. It, it gives you options. It gives you different choices you can make. I'm not saying that money is everything, but but having some cash does give you options. And normally we talk about, you know, like a three to six month worth of your fixed expenses in an emergency fund. But if you're going to go all in, you really got to aim to save nine to 12 months. So you don't have to worry about cash as fast. If you've only got three months saved, you're going to blow through that three months really fast. And then you're going to have to start making some not great choices, right? You might be 
trying to get, get loans or trying to get money from mom and dad or using your credit card or taking money out of your 401k, all of these options that just aren't that great, right? They're, they're options and sometimes you got to do those things, but they're not great options. Uh, and starting a business, going after your dream, it's always more expensive than you think. It's just like remodeling a house, right? You always want to build in a super healthy pad because quite frankly, you're probably going to need it. And make sure your savings is in an interest bearing account, like an ally, um, Goldman Sachs has a great interest bearing American express has one capital one Three Sixty. This really goes for all of your, your savings and emergency fund money, because I mean, why wouldn't you get more money for your savings than you're already getting? You know, sometimes people are like, oh, but it's such a hassle for me to open another account, transfer it from my savings at my bank. I'm like, yeah, but if you walk down the street and there was a, you know, $20 bill on the floor or a $2 bill, which one would you pick up? I really hope you pick up the $20 bill. <laughs> I really hope you would. I hope you'd pick up the $20 bill and then look around for who dropped it. But for the, for argument's sake, for the podcast, you know, more money is just more money. And at the end of the day, it kind of all adds up because it all goes, you know, in the one uh, account, right? So tell me, what are your money goals that you have for this year? Maybe you're like me and endlessly looking for a house to buy and you're focused on saving for a down payment or you're drooling over traveling somewhere tropical this year and you want to save to pay for it, or you're ready to leave your job and build your own business. So you're going to need some startup funds. Whatever your goals are this year, Monarch can help you reach them. In fact, the Wall Street Journal named Monarch the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. What I love about Monarch is its simple and easy customizable design, so the dashboard can look exactly the way you want it to. I'm also a big fan of creating custom budgets for things like travel. It's one of my favorite money tips, and Monarch lets you do this so easily. This is such a great way to stay motivated when you've got a lot of money goals you can easily track your progress with every dollar that you save or spend. Remember, your brain loves to see progress and you should celebrate it when you're saving money. And honestly, I am so focused on privacy, so I really admire that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties. This means a lot to me and it should mean a lot to you as well. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of the show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I know I'm a bit biased, but honestly, I think I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a golden mountain doodle, and she is full of spunk and fun, and she's never met a ball she does not love. I honestly, I would do anything for Winnie, and she has enriched my life so much. I can confidently say Winnie is absolutely one of the most priceless purchases I have ever made. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. In today's world, we insure a lot, from cars and homes to cell phones and even travel plans. But what about insurance for your cat or dog? 
With ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. This is what I call smart spending because, let's be real, those vet bills, they can be expensive. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program, they've been around for about 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure your pet's plan is unique as they are. Because vet bills, they can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. You use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTC Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. I have to tell you about my new obsession, Notion, our sponsor today. Notion has single-handedly changed how I do life for the better. I use Notion for all my daily journaling so I can keep it all in one spot. I also keep all our favorite recipes that are budget-friendly in Notion so I can easily sort and find the ones I love and easily create fast grocery lists. And okay, one of the best uses of Notion, you can create a template for your money dates and track your goals right in Notion. Seriously, Notion is a game changer. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but really getting inspired. It's an AI-powered workspace. It turns knowledge into action. You can use Notion to summarize meeting notes and auto-generate action items, get answers to questions in minute, and you can make all of your money tasks so much easier. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, freelance designer, starting a new startup, a student juggling classes and clubs, or just somebody really wanting to get your life together. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters. Notion.com slash etm and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash etm. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily True Crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too. And what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams 
Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. And then are you using your credit cards like debit cards? So one of the best strategies when you're going all in is to, to, to use your, your credit cards with a really smart strategy so you can use cashbacks and rewards to your benefit. I call that the free stuff for what you're already spending, but it goes a long way, right? You can use a lot of the cashback or rewards and things that like Amazon or to buy printers or to buy, you know, copy machines or I guess that's the same as a printer. So I should just go with printers, <laughs> but to buy all that other office supply stuff that you forget you need, like papers and pens and highlighters and staplers and you know, paper clips and I don't know, sign here tabs. If that's your type of business, it's just, it's a lot of stuff. Sometimes you got to make photocopies. And so if you're getting something back for what you're already spending, I mean, that to me is like winning the lottery because that is like playing the credit card game, right? It's like I caught you at your game. You're trying to charge me all sorts of ridiculous interest, but I caught you at the game. I'm paying my credit card off every month. And I'm still getting my rewards and points. Thank you very much. That's how I like to play the credit card game, right? Also, you need to think about lots lots of different things. So the first time I went all in, I thought I was in heaven. I had lunches out. I bought all sorts of stuff. I figured the cash would always be flowing. And oh, that was really mistake number one, because you know, it, it runs out. I mean, the money only goes so far. So figure really figure out what your minimum amount of cash you need to live every month on is, and then build a small pad of what I call living life funds for some fun, right? You have to have some fun, but not too much fun because you're going all in. You're going all in for the dream job, the dream career, and you're hoping that it's going to pay off so that you can have more than just a little fun, you can have a lot of fun. But right now, when you're when you're in the going all in phase, you're really focused on having a little bit of fun so that you can release and relax, but not too much, right? Because too much gets a little expensive, and you got to use all that money for all sorts of other stuff. And when you're in the building mode of going all in, it can take a while, sometimes years, and you need to be able to sustain. And so a lot of times what people do is sometimes they'll have a full-time job, they'll quit the full-time job, then they have to get another full-time job, and then they quit that job, and then they get another job, and they quit that job, you know, all while they're building their all-in dream. And that's okay. It's totally okay. You know, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to make it make sense and to make it work. But if you could stay at that full-time job long enough to get a really solid base under you, that's even better, right? You know, use 401k and IRA funds as a last ditch. And I'm talking last ditch effort. It's not a piggy bank. And, you know, sometimes we treat it like piggy banks. I've had to dip into my 401k and IRA. So I'm going to be the first one to tell you that sometimes you got to do it. And that's, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, but it shouldn't be thought of as your savings or your piggy bank for when you're going all in. There's penalties. Uh, you pay taxes on the amount that you um, that you take out, and so it can just be really expensive, especially if you've not planned for it. Sometimes, you know, you get that tax bill at the end of the year, and it's like, "What? Wait a minute! I owe five thousand dollars back, or ten thousand dollars." 
you know, so it could just be really super, super expensive. And then, you know, another thing to think about is if you're on some type of income driven, uh, student loan payment plan, you know, this might work out well for a while because you're not making a lot of cash, but once you start making cash, be prepared for a bigger student loan payment. You know, sometimes we forget that when we're on these income driven repayment plans that while we're not making a lot of money, we're not paying a lot for our student loan. But the minute you start ramping up in your income, that student loan payment also goes right along for the ride with you, you know? So so be prepared, understand how your student loan repayment plan works, and then understand, you know, when you start making more money, you got to pay more money. And I think the last thing that I really want to talk about is, is, is you're the boss. You're the boss. And that's, the reason that a lot of people want to, you know, go out on your own and and start your dream career, your your passion, but you still got to pay the big boss. And by the big boss, I mean the little IRS man or big IRS man or IRS woman. I don't know what whatever it is. You still got to pay them, right? They still want their cash. And so when you start making money, the best thing you can do is to be prepared to make quarterly payments for your taxes. When you're self-employed and you're not having taxes taken out of that paycheck, you got to pay yourself. Even if you have, you've kept your full-time job, but you're making money on the side, you still got to make quarterly payments. So set up a separate savings account. Don't co-mingle it. Don't put it together with your other savings. It gets too confusing and then you're really tempted on using that cash. And I like to suggest save somewhere between 20 to 30% of every dollar you make. That's going to put you in a super, super safe zone for your quarterly payments. And then, you know, hire an accountant. Hire an accountant for for an hour if you don't want to hire them to do your taxes, but help them help you figure out the right amount of tax savings for your particular situation. So they're really going to be able to dial in things for you. And that's going to be super, super helpful. You always want to save all your receipts for deductions. I know it's a pain. It's a pain for me, you know, saving those receipts, keeping them organized, keeping them in a place where you can easily access them. Uh, it can be a pain. There are so many great apps now, though, where you can take pictures of your receipt, and that qualifies for you know an IRS receipt. You can scan in your receipts, or just you know use one of those like accordion folders to put them in, divided up by months. But save your receipts. And lastly, you know if you get a refund back on your taxes, invest it back in your business or save for next year's taxes. But, but don't spend it all. You know, if you, if you want to take some of it and spend a little bit to have some fun, that's great. Take a small percentage, take 10% or a small amount of money to, to go have some fun on, but then use the rest for, uh, you know, paying next year's taxes or for putting it back in your business, put it to good use so that your money is helping propel you forward, not pulling you back, Right. You know, the best thing you can do is, I feel like everything I'm saying is the best thing you can do. So (laughs) there's a lot of best things you can do, but managing your debt when you're in the all in phase is a really good idea. So you can make sure you're still paying more than the minimums on your debt, but you can reduce your debt payback. So if while you were working in your full-time job, you had a really aggressive debt payback plan, maybe while you're in the all in phase, going all in, 
you reduce that a little bit, but you set a goal of no more than six months to a year where you're going to, you know, ease up on the gas pedal of paying back debt. So you don't get buried under increasing interest and more debt. That's the last thing I want is that, you know, when you go in the all in phase is that suddenly then you're looking down the barrel of a ton more debt, right? Call your cell phone, call your utilities, call all the places where you pay regular uh, payments to and ask them if there's better options for cheaper plans because every dollar counts. And lastly, I just want to give you permission to not be afraid to fail or abandon your idea. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. It can take years and years and years to build and you may need to get a full-time job or part-time job while you're building but don't be afraid to fail. Don't be hard on yourself, but also realize that, you know, you might need to go to plan B or C or D or further down the alphabet. Like I said, you know, sometimes you need to make tweaks. Sometimes it doesn't work out as perfectly as it looks like everybody else's going all in plan is looking on Instagram and that's okay, but go all in. Go all in because that's what life is about, trying new things and not being afraid of change. It's really what's going to help define you as a person, challenging, challenge you, push you to a new place where you never thought you could go before. So to all my entrepreneurs listening to this podcast, I'm standing right there with you. I'm encouraging you, go all in, but have a plan. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, please share it with your friends. Head on over to the link in show notes on over to iTunes and leave us a review. 